Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of Zeithouse Down, Ooh. Uh, courtesy of Rory the Scrivener. What's a uh, Scrivener? I believe, so Bartleby the Scrivener, that is is that is a Melville short story where the guy, just it's just like a bit where the guy uh, is like, I'd prefer not to, instead of doing his job. I think it's at a law firm. Oh. So Scrivener is a wait a word processor whatever this is this is what always happens at the beginning of these I'm gonna come in with a random question and then suddenly we're looking at bygone uh, a clerk scribe or notary and ah, I'm okay. sure I'm sure there's some sort of software that is called Scrivener oh so then they take oh, that right I got you right okay right. shout out Rory are, are you a Scrivener let us know yeah let us know or are you a fan of the Melville short story. Or a scribe? Says, is that like I'd prefer not to over and over again. Old school graffiti shit. That was just when you like hit up glass with a scribe just to mm. carve it in real quick. All right. Let's tell the people. Oh, that's that's Miles. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. What's up? Hey. Hey, hey. Hey, how you doing? It's me, Jack. And this is what's trending. Uh Mary Wilson is trending. Yeah. Uh, R.I.P. Mary Wilson. One of the you know, I always talk shit. About the well, I don't talk shit about the Supremes. I talk about how Diana Ross was got all the shine in the Supremes because she because she looked a certain way. But Mary Wilson, my God, she mm. was she a, a Motown legend and just uh, yeah, it's uh, the year is taking a lot of people from us. But yeah, she yeah. was only seventy six. Um, which I don't know why I'm like only seventy six because in my mind I'm like people have to live to a hundred. Yeah, uh, but yeah, she was you know at the, to that to that point the longest reigning original supreme, such yeah. a such a career too, um like like just from coming out of Mississippi to all of a sudden being on the Supremes and, whew, just mm. it's just a this whole era is really interesting because I mean we're gonna talk about it later on an episode that comes out later this week but just like the impact yeah. of like Motown on music and what that was in terms of like America's sort of sifting through what it meant to be an American act and how, uh, you know, Barry Gordy and the art black artists there were trying to like blend all of these accepted sonic and visual tropes of like white entertainers on top of these black entertainers mm -hmm. and bringing in the gospel and all this other stuff. So yeah, it's a, a significant time, but yeah, yeah, shout out to her. And obviously the producing team of Holland Dozier Holland. Who's Holland Dozier Hall? They were basic man. They were behind some of the biggest fucking hits. Lamont. It was Brian Hall, Lamont Dozier, and Eddie Hall. Yeah, yeah. They were like the. They were they were there. They were like the mm. ones fucking doing all the fucking the hits and shit like that. But it was a yeah, always a great thing to like look into in terms of like how that operated as like a machine. Where Barry Gordy yeah. was like, "What do white people listening to? Okay, how do mm. we turn that up? Okay, right. like I want my version right. of this song, and it's like boom. Now you got people fucking putting in work and." Yeah. So much better than anything that's being made today. <laughs> I, I don't know. That that's some old school old man shit to say <laughs> it that ain't, I do. It ain't the same. It ain't as good as Motown. You know, it's uh, just it's like one of those things though too when you look at music like how many people still play their instruments versus artists who have a singing ability and then have a production team around them to create like the instrumental music for them to sing on or write the songs. Um, but I think also like in America, we just have a weird relationship with music, like where it's, it's not like in Europe, you always wonder like, how come these Europeans got these sick ass bands? It's like, well, 
there, music's a big part of like your education and classical music. Like even if you play guitar, mm. you probably had to play a little piano and those things build on each other. And whereas in America, like that tradition was coming out of black churches. So that's yeah. where we were creating like some really great musicians. Not to say that's the only place, but in this context, yeah, where it's coming out of churches. And mm. I could talk about this all day. Dayton, Ohio, the land of funk, because of all these all these church mm. bands that were just battling each other that ended up becoming like slave or the Ohio players. Dayton, Ohio, the one place I tried to learn electric guitar, and I learned the riff from Sweet Child of Mine and gave up. The home of funk, and you're like... And me being able to play the riff from Sweet Child of Mine. You were just doing smoke on the water, I think, right there. Yeah, yeah, I know. Oh, okay. uh, that, that's like the other... The I joke. feel like when you... Yeah, when, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that old Sweet Child of Mine. Yeah. Dun, dun. Um, the, uh, I feel like that's the other song that everybody learns first. Mm -hmm. um, all right, Chewbacca Defense is trending. This is a reference to an episode of South Park where the lawyer basically has no argument and just starts... Uh, trying to confuse the jury with, uh, I believe, facts about Chewbacca. Um, oh, that's yeah. what the premise of that joke is? <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> no, so, that's exactly what's happening then. Yeah, and there people are, uh, you know, we've been recording while a lot of this stuff is uh, happening, but people, I'm seeing a lot of what is even happening right now from people watching the uh, impeachment trial. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's, Spanning all kinds of things, like reading from the Constitution, playing weird clips that don't make sense, not making any points about what the actual your argument is as a defense. Uh, so shit. Yeah. Like, because like apparently he was just saying a bunch of words, like extra words, like he was just filling in his sentences with extra words as you do when you're writing an essay, like in high school. Um and now, yeah, I don't, I, that's what's wild is like, even with that, even with having a non-defense defense, and in fact, almost being like, I don't know. Yeah, maybe he did do it, but like, come on, y'all. It's Tuesday. Right. Can we go? Yeah. Like, really? Still nothing. Also, shout out to senators, because I love y'all. You got, y'all got great hair. You got great suits, <laughs> pants suits, power suits, uh, heels, gray suits. bracelets, uh rings, um, I uh, <laughs> just contact lenses, yeah. gavel, seat, desk, hair. Like, that's where they're at. And then you're still going to have Republican senators be like, uh, you know, it's hard to go against what was presented as a defense of the president's mm -hmm. action or inaction. Yeah. They're not making it easy on them, but they will. Uh, I think the Republican senators will rise to the occasion and sell the country the fuck out. Yeah. It's also like, the, there's this whole thing about how apparently Trump didn't want to be called former president ever. So it's always like mm -hmm. 45th president of the United States. But it, both his lawyers have said ex-president, former president a ton already. So it's like, oh, they can't even get daddy's orders right. He play, he claims he's coming back. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit on tomorrow's episode. But the uh, one thing that I don't even have on the dock here that's trending that one of us needs to probably watch, I, I think I'll probably watch it, is that Britney Spears documentary. Oh, I watched it. People are really... Did you? I watched that shit last right, night. I'll watch it tonight. Yo, it's funny because Tess and Barbara are tomorrow. in it, and I'm like, oh, there they are! Yeah. That's dope. Shout out to um, the sister from a different Mr. Babs Gray. Yeah, yeah. Um, is it is it good? 
worth watching? I mean, yeah, I think it's it's really interesting in that, like, you know, obviously, if you, if you listen to this podcast, uh, we had other podcasters on who were actually blazing this trail, um, and Tess Barker and Barbara Gray for their podcast, uh, Britney's Instagram. But yeah, like, I mean, I think we've talked about a lot of like the evolution to, into the conservatorship, but it, it's I think what it does a really good job of is really setting the table emotionally, psychologically for the environment that Britney Spears was entering in the late 90s, juxtaposed with like the Lewinsky affair and just rabid slut shaming um, happening where like Diane Sawyer is even pressing her in an interview. We're like, yo, shut the fuck up, Diane. Like when you watch it now, you're like, God, did her so dirty. Um, And it was normal. Diane Sawyer, few people know, was in the uh, helicopter when Nixon got in the, gave the peace signs and got in the helicopter. She was like Nixon's right hand man. Oh, really? uh, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So keep an eye out like I.I. Or two. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but I think that was was really interesting because they also show these clips of her on her way till like you know two thousand six seven when things started kind of unraveling, where you can see how she, she's clearly navigating this like hyper misogynistic society, but that's suddenly aware of how hypersexualized it is, but then blaming the woman. Yeah, where it's like why is she's not that innocent, but those titties ain't innocent. It's like right. what? It's like wait fuck? what? And like people are act- huh. asking her if she's a virgin and shit. And you're like, what are y'all, what the fuck is going on? And you can <sighs> see how that with like unrelenting paparazzi who are just trying to like magnify her, like just personal issues, like led her to a point where like, yeah, like it shit got really messy. And there was just a ton of cameras there to completely spin that into Britney Spears has lost it, y'all. And we got to fucking do something about her because she can't do it on her own. And like all the jokes that were happening from like late night people. So that Craig Ferguson monologue is actually going viral again because in, uh, like back in 2007, he's like, I'm, I'm, I'm off these like Britney Spears jokes. Like this is a person suffering. Um, so like y'all want to keep Craig just Ferguson making fun or fun to somebody because they shaved their head or whatever. Like this person is distressed. Right. It's not like so. Because of y'all. If you want yeah. that, it's not going to happen on this show. Um, Chris Hemsworth is trending because, uh, his body double is, I, I never really thought about this, but if you are Chris Hemsworth's body double, you're just kind of like Google image searching him and being like, damn it. What's he look like today? Went to the gym again. He cut um, his hair like that. <laughs> but his body double is basically like, I would like it if he stopped working out. Uh, I cannot physically put on that amount of muscle. Um, oh, that no. is the first story. And then the second story is just like a men's fitness article about how sick Chris Hemsworth sled workouts are. Um, sick dude. That's just so t- fucked up where like, there's a job where you're basically like physically tethered to this celebrity and you have to like, you're, you're literally a body double and everything right. their body does, you have to make your body do. And it almost feels like. Yeah, for his body doubles, like, is this my body anymore? Or am I quite, I've commodified my physical likeness to Chris Hemsworth to a point where I can't even be, whatever, mine, Brian, the body double guy, just Brian. (laughs) Instead, I got to bulk the fuck out because this man wants to be Thor on HGH. His name's not even Brian. It's just like he, Chris Hemsworth just calls him Brian or mate. Yeah, He's right. Like, Dude, my name's Michael. What my name's fuck? Liam, like your brother. <laughs> How did Ugh. you forget that? Yeah, um, all right, mate. 
<laughs> uh, I did watch Extraction. He's very good in that. So he's a uh, he's a good action star. I think. Um, hot takes coming at hot you. Hot takes. From this this action star, successful action star, kind of a, good, a good action, action star. star. <laughs> <laughs> streaker is trending yeah. uh there's a couple stories that are ongoing uh streaker army hammer both trending uh we are tr- we are waiting to hear uh a little bit more news on both the streaker uh there are rumors uh flying around the mm-hmm. uh streaking community that he had bet on the i think it was like a four to one odds or something like not good odds that a streaker would uh, interrupt the game. He took the bet and then struck, struck, struck. Struct. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, they're saying that this guy the so for anybody who watched the Super Bowl, I did catch that part where somebody streaked through the thing. They weren't fully nude. Cause obviously you don't want to catch that kind of case. So you wear a cheeky pink bathing suit but they're saying this dude bet 50K, put a 50K prop bet on a streaker, and the streaker was him, netting him 375K. <laughs> so, I mean, there, yeah, it's one of those things where they said there's very little evidence to support this, but also nothing that they can say that it didn't happen. But I think a lot of the, the more compelling evidence comes from like people who work in sports books that they're like, dude, no one would take a fucking you know, a, a $50,000 streaker bet. bet. Like that's just not going to happen. It's like maybe 200. Um, but like they're like, I, I can't imagine any real casino or legitimate sports book taking a $50,000 prop bet. Yeah. That makes sense. But I don't Um, know. Whatever. Yeah. I only had like 150 on that. I mean, so. but you know what? That's a sick ass way to start gaming sports betting too. We'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I have a I have an army of stooges where we do prop bets, and then they make it happen. Um, and finally, the the army hammer thing is, you know, we'll we're keeping our eye on it. There are some uh the wild rumors, rumors out there. Wow, wow. Um, yeah, but I mean, because yeah. what it's a Ronan Farrow story that's supposed to drop, it's supposed right? to drop, and we'll that wait was for him to tell us what he was able to confirm but right and that um, was that's what led wme and the and uh army's publicist to drop him right or they they caught wind of what the story was going to be they i think they they must have i think they must have known some detail to drop him because you know that's their like a publicist's job is to be there and like help help manage that shit so like when it's when they're like well that is beyond my uh scope beyond my level yeah. of abilities that's, that's uh i something bad i do because i have an experience with army hammer and his publicist and right when i worked at conde we made a video when like whatever cars movie he was voicing for came out and we did this <laughs> video where it was like army hammer gives his take on other talking cars throughout history mm-hmm. you, you know the internet trope the video tropes i bless this cursed internet with Um, and so in talking about it, there was one thing that he went through and he went on this whole talk about how he was like doing acid and all this other shit and like how this clip reminded him of tripping. And then the second we cut, the publicist was like on me being like, uh, I wrote down this, this, and this, this absolutely cannot air. And I will make a note of that to make sure the studio knows this. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, all good. But I mean, I get that that's what a publicist is there to do, but it, the energy was different than other there have been times like I did a video with Sam Jackson and he says some wild shit and a publicist was like, 
we'll probably leave yeah. that out, right? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, we don't need to hear that shit. But like, this was like almost like cut, and they were like on me, like, okay, so this is what you got to do because Army Hammer can't be seen. <laughs> I was like, okay, wow, yeah, tightly wound. The job has uh has put them in a that's the worst job, man. Being a publicist, place. like wow, for somebody who's just a mess. Wow, how are you going to be a publicist like as a job where you have to literally like stand in front of these people and spin a tail and like have to like answer questions and shit for some dumb shit publicist for a monster not a yeah. not a good gig publicist um, for a puppy oh you're hey. winning all day baby yeah publicist for joelle's new puppy uh, oh, that lions. would be a good Shout out lions. lions one of the cutest dogs i've ever seen um all right guys that is gonna do it for today we are back tomorrow morning with a whole ass episode of the show until then Be kind to each other. Be kind to yourselves. Wear a mask. Stay inside. Wash your hands. Don't do nothing about white supremacy. And we'll talk to you all tomorrow. Bye. Bye.